Hey everybody, welcome to the LaxRecords.com podcast, episode 22. This week we're going to just get right into it. Um, I'm going to have an interview with Bullis' Alex Trippy a little bit later, and so we're just going to kind of get right into a little bit of the, the news and notes from, from this past week. Uh, you know, one of the things that I've been doing for the last couple episodes when we've kind of uh, done this new new kind of format was talk about rankings. It's one of the things that kind of interests me, um, and I think obviously based on the just the general popularity of <clears throat> of rankings in general, uh, a lot of people feel the same. But this week, one of the things that I noticed with you know because I do the consensus top uh, top rankings, I'd say top twenty five, but I just keep all the teams. So this week it was like thirty two teams. So a lot of people do the the top twenty five rankings, but you know technically mine just takes in to account. Everyone that received, every team that received a vote, or not a vote, but a uh, a placement among the five major polls. And for those of you that don't know, I use U.S. Across, Inside Lacrosse, USA Today, TopLaxRecruits.com, and RecruitingRundown.com. And I kind of just assign each of the team points based on where they fall in each of those rankings. And then the team with the most points uh, gets gets the higher ranking. It's pretty simple. So this week, I thought it was pretty interesting because I knew there would be a new number one because McDonough out of Maryland lost. They had um, taken a defeat to Culver Academy, so I thought that was pretty interesting. So I knew right off the bat that there was going to be going to be a shift in the number one number one team. What surprised me a little bit was who that team was, not because they don't deserve it, but it was one of those things I noted, um, and you, if you read the story last Friday, Darian out of Connecticut was the, pretty much the uh, the number two in quite a few of the polls. Um, I, I don't like to call it each of the ones, uh, just because you know it's it's not my style. <laughs> but uh, you know they they were the number two, but they got jumped. And you know for years I did the rankings when I was with ESPN and everything and student sports, and when I did those. My thinking was that I needed to have uh, the team that number two, like my my top five was generally the teams that I thought, like, all right, if my number one loses, number two goes to number one, and number three goes to number one, and so on and so forth. You kind of almost have that domino effect where, like, everybody gets their turn. You almost expect someone to lose during the season, so you kind of want to have the teams placed in a position in which – you can be happy and feel good about who you have ranked as the top spot once the season's complete. So I was a little surprised because Darian uh, was, you know, either number two or number three in a lot of the polls, not all of them. They were a top 20 team in all of them, but um, they were at least top three in a majority of the polls. But then they got jumped in uh, in a couple polls this week, which did surprise me a little bit just because it's one of those, like, when you're doing the preseason rankings, you're definitely kind of making your best educated guess on where they are. And so Landon jumped them and took the overall number one spot this week. So I thought that was pretty interesting because Landon um, this week took home, let me look at it right here so I don't get it wrong. They took home one overall first place vote and then they they were top five in all of them. They were number two and one. And three and in, in a, in a couple, uh, whereas Darian just kind of <laughs> maintained at number at the number two spot or number three spot for for all the others. So they got jumped. So it was found that just a little bit interesting because just seeing how people think 
Um, the the landscape is shaking out. Obviously, Darien's still pretty early in their season too. Um, I think they play Niskayuna yesterday, as you're hearing this. It's today as I'm talking, but I believe that for you it'll be yesterday. Uh, so we'll kind of see how that shakes out. I, I doubt at this point that would have an impact. I don't think they could take the number one spot until Landon loses, because now you got to have Landon's going to have to have an excuse to move them out of the number one spot, and that's the tough part. Like if you get a team with a weak schedule in there at number one, then you're kind of <laughs> stuck with them until they lose. And if you get a t- strong team with a weak schedule, then they don't lose, and then you might not be as happy with the number one. So that was just kind of one of the notes that I found uh, most most interesting this week. It is worth noting that um, the U.S. Lacrosse does not rank prep schools or Hill Academy. And so if you take U.S. Lacrosse out of the equation, Hill Academy would actually be the number one program in North America. So that that's just kind of worth noting because um, obviously they get dinged pretty hard just for not being ranked at all in one of the one of the major polls um, for for the purposes of what I do. Um, you know, I did do a kind of a prep school one uh, for a few weeks, but, you know, I, I found it confusing and I was thinking most people, um, probably also found it confusing. I didn't really think it added too much. So I just pared it down just to the, the overall and, you know, I might do something to kind of end the season, but we'll see how that plays out. So kind of moving on for this week, there's a couple big, um, I'd say career records, uh, you know, one, one player's not done, so we won't really have his final numbers. Actually, neither player is done, so we won't have their final numbers. But it is worth noting um, that the 12th, only the 12th known player, goalie, has reached 1,000 career saves, and he reached it today just a few hours ago. Again, I'm recording this on Saturday, April 8th. So for you, it was yesterday. <laughs> or whenever you're listening to this, it was on April 8th. That's the counter because you may not be listening to it on Sunday either. So Will Ramos from NIAC, he's a, a 2017 University of Albany commit. He actually had um, six saves in a, in a win over Edgemont on Saturday. And that gives him exactly 1,000 for his career. Now that's a, a pretty big deal because, you know, I keep the, the points leaders list, which has about, I think at last count, 68. 64 players that have reached at least 400 career points in their career. Well, the goalies that have reached a thousand career saves is a little bit more elite. It's, there's only 12 that have actually reached a thousand in their career. You know, I list all the ones that have reached at least 500, but a thousand kind of seems to be that, that mark where, you know, you're really kind of separating yourself from uh, a lot of the other players who have, who have played the game in history. Um, and I think that, you know, I, I actually have an interview set up for Will Ramos for tomorrow. So, um, which Sunday for you, uh, <laughs> I got to stop talking in the future and the past and present all at the same time. Um, but you know, I'm hoping to have that tomorrow and then I'll have the actual interview with him on next week's podcast. So that'll be interesting. Cause you know, that that's a pretty elite landmark to reach. And obviously he's only five games into the season so far. So I kind of average it out, um, if he gets his average of what he's done over his four years so far. So for those of you who don't know, New York, you can actually play on your varsity program, your high school program, as an eighth grader. Um, I think it's the same thing in Massachusetts as well. So And there's probably a couple other states that have done it, but I think New York and Massachusetts are the big ones that I'm aware of. Um, so Will's already played four seasons. So, you know, one, that really helps a player reach this kind of landmark in their career. Two, he's just been extremely consistent he made 203 saves as an eighth grader playing on the varsity team so that just kind of tells you a lot that he was actually able to to do that you know coming on the fact that he started as an eighth grader is pretty impressive 
uh, in and of itself. But then, you know, he improved as 259 saves as a, as a freshman, 251 as a sophomore, and then 229 as a junior last year. And he's already got 58 this year, so I averaged out. He averages about 235 saves per season, so he probably end up with somewhere around, you know, 1177, you know, maybe 1200. Um, if he hits the guy under that, that mark, that'll kind of place him fourth all time. So he looks to be at least projected at this point to finish top five all time on goalies. I mean, the, the record is Charlie Cipriano from Herricks who, who had an astounding, uh, career with, um, you know, I mean, it, the, the record's just going to be kind of, Un, you know, I actually hate to say untouchable just because I think records are made to be broken. But, I mean, the fact that he had 1,366 saves over his career, I mean, that that's, I mean, you can see how many, you're going to have to make a lot of saves, which, you know, is a, is a blessing and a curse because that means you get, you're facing a lot of shots too. You probably actually let a lot of goals in uh, even though you're making a lot of saves. So, but congratulations to, to Will Ramos. And like I said, check out next week. I expect to have an interview with him on next week's podcast. So moving on, Reed Smith. Um, he's a player. He earned one of my players of the week early on in the in the season. Um, he plays for, for Ponte Vedra. He's been a pretty prolific scorer over the last um, previous two seasons. He had 139 points uh, last year as a junior on a team that uh, reached the um, FHSAA state championship game and obviously the sharks are hoping to get back there in this season and actually uh if you listen to one of the previous podcasts i forget the number off the top of my head but i'll have a link in the show notes uh lee roggenberg from florida lacrosse news actually picked ponavidra to to win it all um this season so and they're actually in the district playoffs but reed smith um he won um player of the week back uh it was on let me actually see the week here real quick. I probably should have had this a little bit prepared. It was early on, February 19th. So it, it, it was, wow, almost two months ago. It's hard to believe it's been that long. But so he won player of the week then. But now this week he has reached 300 career points with a five-goal, two-assist game in a district playoff game against Nice on Friday. That would have been April 7th. So he was already the um, Sharks' all-time point leader when he entered the season. He entered the year with 210 points. So... He already had the all-time point leader mark, but with uh, his performance on Saturday, he actually became the Sharks' all-time goal-scoring leader as well. He passed Miles Silva for that for that honor as well. So congratulations to Reed on reaching an, uh, another milestone in his career, and I'm sure he really wants to go out <laughs> as a uh, as a winner. They got a few more games um, in Florida. Is the district the dist- I think the district finals that, that was the district final over Nice. Um, they got those, and then there's a few more games here to go as uh, the the playoffs round out. And Florida will be finishing their season hard to believe in the next few weeks. Even harder to believe because you figure Massachusetts really just getting started. So you can kind of see how long the season is. For, for people like me and the people who cover the sport, you start when, when the first state starts. So congratulations to both Will and Reed this week. Um, I'm going to have a few more uh, players over the next few weeks that I think are going to be hitting some some landmarks. Um, I think next week I also plan to have the head coach of Emolkali. 
I know I butchered that name, so I apologize. I think I did it last week, too. I'm, one of these days, I'll, I'll learn to pronounce it. I plan to have talk to that coach about his uh, duo of Brian Race and Mark Galindo. Um, we have it set up to talk Sunday, so those are two players that I'll kind of get into. And all the things that I'm talking about this week, I'm going to have in this week's notebook, which will be out on Tuesday. So definitely keep an eye out for that if you prefer to read instead of listening to me. So as I mentioned earlier, um, I'm going to transition into my interview with Alex Trippi um, from Bullis. He was last week's player of the week um, because he became the all-time leading scorer in Bullis program career history. So that's a pretty um, notable achievement for a team that plays out of the IAC, out of the Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. He scored um, three assists, one goal against Bishop Sullivan on March 27th. Uh, he's committed to UNC. Um, for his career at that point, he has 258 career points, which gave him the mark. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that um, with Alex, and you can listen to that now. So what does it mean to be become the that program's all-time leading scorer? I mean, it definitely means a lot just seeing the kind of players that I used, that I used to and still do look up to that are playing in college right now and just being able to beat that is pretty, you know, it means a lot to me and means a lot to school. Um, did, did they announce it, like, during the game or after the game or anything like that? Or well, we were on our Virginia Beach trip, so it, was, it wasn't really that big of a deal. But they, I mean, we, I did it at Virginia Beach, so, and then they, like, tweeted it out. But it wasn't anything that big. Yeah, okay. Um, now, obviously, you, ha- you guys had a phenomenal season last year. Uh, yeah. You're rolling this year. But I know you guys graduated a few players from last year, so I think you took on a little bit different role. It- have you noticed any difference in how you're being played by defenses this season? You mean how they're guarding me? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say there's much difference. Maybe just a little more attention on me and – Maybe the slides are coming a little quicker, but when that happens, you know, I'm more of a passer first, so that just opens up more opportunities for me than there were last year. Yeah. So what was it like, you know, obviously you guys beat Gonzaga, and I know um, at least the Washington Post made a pretty pretty big section about, you know, obviously be getting guarded by Will Rock, probably, you know, the area's yeah. best defenders. Um, have you noticed, like, and I, I don't know, maybe he guarded you, you last year, but I know you guys had, you know, kind of that trio of guys that were scoring, so it was kind of hard to pick one um, yeah. last season. Like, have you – has that made any impact, like, you know, um, on how you see the field or the kind of things you look for or anything like that? Um, I don't think so. Last year, I think Sully – I don't know. They would switch off whoever got the best defender. I think in MIA games, sometimes I got it, mm-hmm. and they would just switch off. So I think just the confidence – whoever that would have the second second and third defenders would have would be a lot higher. And since I'm a senior this year, I feel like even though they are going to put their best person on me, they're in my grade and that I should be beating them constantly. Right. All right. Um, and so how, you know, looking back, obviously, if, to your freshman year, um, I think I, I looked it up. I, I talked to Coach Balestri, and you had uh, 18 goals, 22 assists oh. freshman year, and you've kind of just, you know, Added on to that each and every year by more than a number of uh, a number of goals and assists each. What yeah. do you think is the biggest change or improvement in your game since you started playing? 
Yeah, I think the summer going into sophomore year, I really worked a lot harder than I was used to. And also my freshman year, I was hurt for five games, if that plays any role in it. But, um, yeah, I think just the I amped up how hard I worked and how much I was playing in sophomore summer year because I realized how important that uh, playing in the IC really was and how important lacrosse was to the Bulls community. Yeah, okay. Um, and so... Obviously, you guys are. Uh, I I don't have you guys. I know you guys are, have a pretty good winning streak going on, and I mean, your guys' conference schedule is just obviously you know, playing in the ISC is brutal. But obviously, you play Gonzaga and uh, a number of the other teams that you know just are. It's never an easy schedule. So, how do you yeah. as it do, does it feel any different being the defending champ versus trying to get the title? Obviously, I know you guys are trying to get the title again, yeah. but do you, do you guys notice any difference in being you know the defending champions this season? Yeah, I think just, you know, the second we stepped on the field, no matter who we had this year, I think we had a, a sense of confidence as a team and just knowing that we the players we had last year and the returning players. And then obviously we got a few transfers from last year. So I think just confidence is the biggest thing for our team and just keeping whatever we had last year rolling and not giving it up. Yeah. All right. All right, Alex. Well, you know, again, congratulations on becoming the all-time leading scorer. I think I added a few more points since the uh, 258 (laughs) since since that game. So I'm sure you got a lot more going this season. All right, everybody. Well, like I said, we're gonna we got right into it, and we're gonna uh, end it. There's a little bit of a shorter show this week. Um, I tried to get a couple interviews, but you know, schedules did not align, so it was just me this week other than uh, Alex Trippy taking time. So congratulations again to him. Congratulations to uh, Reed Smith and to Will Ramos this week. And we'll catch you again next week.